0: And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Award, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, The David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, The
1: David Bowers. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial. All the Hello. best to our friends in Rochester, New York. And uh, we thank them for their support of us. We'll be back to talk some more, including with our first guest on the other side of this first track. Here's Mr. Randy Edelman. I think you're going to like this tune coming out on the
2: other side. You wake up with a smile on your face. 'Cause today you can run from your place. You've been locked in your house all year long. But today you begin a new song. You've been pushed from your comfort in life and been scared by the edge. Of a night. Now it's time to fight back and break out. Time to see what this life's all about. It's There's more in your tank you can give. There's a friend who needs help over there. So extend your good arm, show you care. And just take a good I
1: His name is Randy Edelman. The song is coming out the other side. It's kind of a post-COVID-19 anthem. And I'm, I'm telling you, that, that song, when I heard it, it, it just kicked me in the butt and moved me. The drumming, John and I were talking off mic here during the music, uh, it, it, kind of reminiscent of a guy I haven't heard in a long time. And I'm not even sure he's in the business anymore, Jerry Allison. Who is was the drummer for Buddy Holly's Crickets on their monster hit, the classic Peggy Sue. And only this guy, this guy on Randy's uh, tune, uh, I mean, he keeps it going for the entire song. I mean, it just drives that song. Don't you think, John Bon Jovi? Well,
0: yeah, that was the first thing that popped into my head, even before uh, Mr. Edelman started singing, was, uh, wow, this is a uh a very nice is is he doing peggy sue and then he started singing and of course he goes off on a different tangent but he it, it has that vibe you know peggy sue peggy sue pretty 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 and of course you know i know i'm going to keep my day job i'm no singer
1: well that's why you're, that's it, why you're in
0: radio that's why that's why we're in radio that's right Uh, but he, uh, it's just got a nice driving beat to it, Uh, and and you're right, yes. It's uh, like, oh, my gosh, look at that. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. We're coming out from under this COVID thing. It looks like life is going to be good. Let's all be positive. Let's go out and play and be happy. Nice, upbeat way to start the show today.
1: Definitely driven. You know, you can can make music. You can make great songs, listenable songs. Every so often, one comes along that is just driven, and uh, another thing that... John and I were discussing, Randy has a kind of a rough-edged voice. Johnny Cash was a great singer-musician, but he didn't have what you stylize as the melliferous, tuneful voice. It was a little more rough edge, And consequently, you tend to listen to the lyrics. And I think this fits this song perfectly. The fact that uh, you've got this hard-driving drum beat carrying the tune, and you've got this cutting-edge voice that's making you listen to what he's saying. I think it's a, a great combination. I love this track. I'd love to get Randy on the show and um, discuss with him how he created this song. I think that would be tremendous. And I'll uh, warn you, I am going to look forward to trying to do just exactly that. We've already saluted our friends at Rochester Free Radio. want to also mention... Our friend Indy Rocker from upstate New York, Frank Palangi, whose home and studio burned down, I don't know, it was two, three months ago, and he's uh, in process of trying to raise funds to rebuild a home and have a studio again, and you can help him if you so desire at Frank Palangi, P-A-L-A-N-G-I. You can find him on uh, Facebook uh, where they list the link to his GoFundMe account. You can also find him anywhere on the internet. Just Google Frank Palangi and help out uh, an indie rocker from upstate New York who definitely needs your help, and he is definitely worth helping. He's a worker. He works at his trade. He's good to his followers. As a matter of fact, the thing that caught my attention to him years ago was the fact at the time he was one of the few upcoming emerging rockers who was actively working his social media, he got in there, he talked to people, he interacted with them, he encouraged them to keep in touch with them, and in return, he stayed in touch with them. So hats off, Frank Palange. help him out if you can. And Terry Johnson of the Swamp Drivers, we want to send our best wishes to him. Just found out that Terry had gone through a um, knee replacement surgery on August 31st. We're sorry to hear that it was necessary, but we're glad that he was able to get it done. I've talked to many people who have had this surgery successfully, and they are ever so glad they did. And We wish Terry Johnson of the Swamp Drivers the same thing. Terry also is the one who does the Mojo custom guitars, using everything from shovels to auto and bike parts. We wish him all the very best. And you can drop by Terry Johnson or the Swamp Drivers and send your wishes to him as well. John Bon Jovi, do you have the David Bowers Awards salute for us this week? Well, yeah, but before we get to that real quick, you know, you had
0: mentioned just a second ago the uh, the GoFundMe campaign. And, of course, GoFundMe is an offshoot of that classic website that started it all, the GoFundYourself.
1: <laughs> I waited for that one. <laughs> Look, okay. uh, already. That being What well, what happened
0: to Frank is off, and we're all hey, we're all pulling for you, Frank. We really are. Honest to goodness, we, we want so bad for you to get back up on your feet. But you know, if you've been around radio people long enough, you know that we're all a bunch of you know twisted uh, <laughs> folks. Yeah, oh, uh, Yeah. Man. The the okay, but um. Sh- the uh, speaking of the the uh, award today, uh, and it's a sad one, unfortunately. As as most of you know by now, we lost Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones uh, not too long ago, just a few days ago, as of the recording of this show. And uh, just one of the other than, of course, being in the Rolling Stones, he was a brilliant jazz musician. Had uh, uh, several uh, different big bands that he was uh, a member of, that uh, projects that he was involved in, and uh, just an all-around really down-to-earth good guy and a very sharp dresser. So, uh, Charlie, here's to that uh, rock and roll band in the sky that we all know that you're uh, joining in now with Janis Joplin, and Jimi Hendrix, and. Jim Morrison. and Rock and roll uh, heaven. Eddie and James and, 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 and all the other greats. So uh, yeah. thank you for all your years of wonderfulness, Charlie.
1: We really appreciate it. And for all his talents, I think he is equally well known by many in the business who have, you know, worked with and seen what goes on with the Stones. He was kind of the glue that kept the stones together and headed in the right direction. And I'll never forget the classic story. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've all heard it, but I'm going to reference it now. The classic story of him hearing Mick Jagger refer to him as my drummer. He went immediately to the hotel room and uh, called him out and said, don't you ever call me your drummer again. You're my singer. And uh, that story has gone around in circles for a long time. I don't know that it's true, but I've never heard either one of them deny it. So I'm gonna, I'm going to mm-hmm. assume that it's pretty close to correct. Although, if, if, yeah,
0: if it is, you know that that, that he, you know that Mick Jagger and Keith Richards probably, from time to
1: time over the years, have gotten a fairly decent chunk oh, of yeah, that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right now we're going to keep the music moving because we've got another fun-filled, music-filled show. A couple of great guests coming up, a new one and a returning guest. We're going to the new guest first, and his name is Davey Williamson. And here's his track, The Thin Disguise. there you go. That's Thin Disguise by our next guest, Davey Williamson. Davey, come on in here and say hello to the folks.
3: Hey, what's going on, everybody?
1: Good to be here. Glad to have you with us. Wonderful for you to share the time with us. And uh, thanks for for the great music. Thin Disguise, I know there has to be a story behind that song between the title, but also the lyric. And and if you listen to the lyric, you know there's a story. What is it, Davey?
3: Yeah, I mean people ask me this a lot in, uh, in interviews and, and the thing that I'll say about it, I, I like to leave it up to interpretation to the listener and, and what they pull from it and let them kind of work through what what scenario it, it works in their life. For me, uh, writing it, it was based off of, of relationships in, in a uh, situation where my parents are divorced or were divorced and uh, it was kind of the battle between each parent trying to fight for the love for the kid. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, trying to, you know, hey, listen, you know, one of the things you kind of hear people do, you know, you get it from your mama, that thing they say, or, you know, you get it from your papa. It's kind of like that, but like the parents are being like, oh, you know why you're like that? You know, and my dad used to say, well, you get it on it. <laughs> right, you're he's right. He's kind of always be like the reason that you're like who you are is because I taught you this, and I just did. You know, I guess. this is what happened in that relationship. This is the reasons why this didn't work, and this and that. And, uh, for me, uh, it became a, a frustrating situation as a child, and the back and forth, and the back and forth, and uh, the convincing. There's a line in the song where it says, "I never wanted to be like you." It's during a big break, uh, right before the guitar solo, mm-hmm. kind of like a uh, a pre guitar solo area of the song, if you, if you heard it, and then. Um, uh, it's it's very angsty. I can tell you that, and uh, you can tell that yeah. the frustration came out. Thankfully, through the music, and it didn't have to turn into else.
1: Yeah, it you can you can sense that if you listen to the song, you can sense the sense the angst and and the the feelings and emotions, and that's why I kind of knew there had to be a story behind it. Whether you know whatever it was whether or even if it was something you didn't want to talk about, which is always a possibility. But, hey, we ask the questions because, well, what we try to do, we try to we try to ask the questions that we think the listeners would like to know the answers to, what they would ask if they were here. And John Bon Jovi has that questioning look on his face right now, so I, I know he wants to jump in here with something. What you got, John?
0: Well, sure, certainly. Davey, first of all and foremost of all, welcome to the show. It is great to have you with us. And uh we've especially you know calling us all the way from the u s Virgin Islands. that's great, and we sure wish we were with you yeah uh, i I wanna touch though on the uh you know what we're just talking about here with uh the song, and you're talking about uh, familial angst, and I get that we all have that to one degree or another, you know the most dysfunctional families all the way up to the most functional families have that element in there. But how much over and above that is there an influence from your professional associates, from your personal associations with your friends and things of that nature, things that may have blown up between you and your best buddy in the past and how you put it back together again? So How does that play in?
3: I feel like this, it's relatable. And, and how I go about writing songs, and, and when I sit down and try to put it to paper, I try to keep it where someone can interpret to fit their situation, not based off of my exact words, and using phrases within the song to to grasp the listener. Where it's you know, and the like I was talking about the kind of pre guitar solo area. There's the line that I never wanted to be like you. You know, and then there's the the chorus option, obviously, which is very direct, but. I think it's relatable that people get frustrated and angry and they, they say things, you know, about my case, it was, uh, about uh, you know, lies being told. And, uh, obviously I was pretty mad about it as you can hear. You know,
1: you've, you've said that, uh, that you have difficulty expressing some of your feelings, your emotions to people, and that you have tried to do this in your music. And I think it's obvious from this song that you do very well at doing just that. So, if you do have this you know, this little hang up about expressing yourself or it's awkward for you, whatever, you do express yourself very well in the lyrics of your music. And I think that's that may be a, a very good thing for you because it gives you a way to express yourself that you couldn't otherwise if you follow what I'm saying.
3: I do. Um I think that there's feeling properties there because uh when you I'll think with a lot of writers, not just me. I think that the frustration comes from not being able to say what you really want to say because you're afraid mm-hmm. of maybe hurting feelings or it being misunderstood. And when you put it in song and you have the ability to play it, I don't know exactly what it is. But keeping it, I hate to use the word vague, but vague enough where it can become relatable um, right. to other people's situations. But for me, it, the healing properties of that have been tremendous by putting it on paper and, and getting it out there for people. And, you know what you're nervous at first when you put it out there because if you try to say all the words that I say in some of the songs directly to somebody, it can be misconstrued, it can be misinterpreted, it can be all all the wrong things and you never you know you can be interrupted. A situation that I deal with with somebody is everything I say gets uh, interrupted, so I never get to finish what I'm saying, and it's unfortunate because that relationship is ending. Uh, between me and this person. We're uh you know, at this point, it's a, uh, I'm hurting, pe- you hurt people by saying things direct like that sometimes, but at the same time, it's such a relief for you, but it, you have to, you can't take the blame for them not understanding what you're saying, especially when you say it so clear within a song.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I agree a hundred percent with you. Now, looking at your past, you've been, uh, you've been in music for quite a while. I, I know we have, one thing in common, and that's having you know, some roots in Plant City, Florida. Uh, you were uh, who, what? You were born in Plant City, weren't you?
3: I was. Yeah, you know, born in Plant City. I think it's what a strawberry festival goes right. on there. Stuff, right. strawberry capital of the world, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was. I think I was only. I'm not even sure because I was. I was an infant. But I think I was there maybe one, two years. Kind of had a confusing childhood about like where. I was and what was going on, but more or less I was in Wilmington, North Carolina. I was raised in Wilmington, North Carolina. That's where I'm from. I'm, I still live there today.
1: I spent uh, I spent a couple of years before you were born. I was down there in Plant City. Let's see. I moved down to Florida in uh, the spring of '73, just before uh, Memorial Day, and I was there for uh, a little over a year before the big city lured me away and. Uh, uh, I worked at the, the local station there in Plant City, WPLA, and uh, we got to participate in the festival and parade. And uh, yeah, it's a big thing down there. Uh, it's too bad you didn't get to uh, to sample a little bit of it. You might want to go back there sometime in uh, what is it March? I think it is when they do the strawberry festival. It's uh it's really a fun time. The uh, the little old city comes alive. That's for sure. Then I left and in- Went to Tampa where I met John Bon Jovial in Tampa Radio. And um, we're, you know, 40 some odd years later, we're still talking and playing music together. But if this is all about you, not about us, you were part of several bands uh, during your uh, formulative years before
3: you went solo. I was in a, a few bands, but the ones that kind of stood out were uh, Third Class Passenger, um, which was myself, Chris McCullen, and Jason Kardan. And we had a little success. We had a song that went to radio. We had a second one that played a couple times that didn't go anywhere. And then, You know, we did, a, we did a couple small tours. You know, those were good. And, you know, I think we learned that who were the ones that wanted to see it through and, and continue to tour and continue to preserve the music career. And some of us decided that was a terrible idea. So that band ended. Uh, and then... Uh, the next band, my next effort towards it was myself, my brother, Stevie Williamson, um, on guitar and Michael Barbie and Chad Hoyle and, uh, Chad on drums and Michael on bass, but, uh, all those guys, incredible musicians. And, uh, Michael's still playing, uh, locally. And I think he does a couple regional things, mm-hmm. uh, but big stuff. I mean, he's doing, doing things, but he's on, he's on the drums now. Michael is that plays ba- that played bass with me with shot Pod and uh, that uh, had. You know, we we had some success as well, uh, small again, very small, and uh, we did some touring and it went pretty well. But unfortunately, the the money, uh, the money just wasn't there. You know, we did you know everything from house of blues circuit shows to, uh, you know, shows where we had two people in the room. So mm. it gets tough because the financially it doesn't make a lot of sense and you find yourself kind of like a uh a dog chasing its tail you know and uh right. you never catch up so they uh everybody other than myself and michael barbie and michael barbie plays with a band now called l Shape lot and those guys are great and they're out of wilmington north carolina he plays with them and I, they do they do a few shows i think a, a month but you know maybe more than a few but i just i don't i have not been keeping that close track with it because i I've been just busy between the next record out, busy trying to get the next and your record solo out. Career, and yeah. get
1: I'm getting the rap single from the uh, studio, so I need, to, uh, I need to wrap this up before we run out of time. And we always try to give our guests a chance to sell themselves because, let's face it, that's what this is all about, your stage and your chance to spread the word. Tell the folks how they can find you, find your music, buy your music, and so on.
3: Yeah, you can go to davywilliamson.com. That's D-A-V-Y Williamson.com. Uh, that's the main page. Within that page, you can find everything from uh, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify. I mean, I, all of it, SoundCloud, name it, and it's all, uh, it was, uh, it was distributed to every store. So it's available uh, for download. It's available for play, YouTube. Um, so get on there, subscribe. Uh, add me on all the social media facts and keep track of whenever this COVID thing goes away. Great.
1: And if you ever get down to uh, the Naples Fort Myers area, John Bon Jovial lives down there. I'm out in the Tempe, Phoenix area. So you get out here, give me a call. We'd love to get to meet you in person, see you in action. Keep us in mind there. Please do keep in touch. And we'd love to have you come back and see us again.
3: Absolutely, I'd love to do it.
1: Fantastic. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Davy Williamson, and here he is, like when we both came out of Plant City, Florida, the same place. <laughs> go. That's Davy Williamson. It's called Same Place. We thank you so much for joining us, Davy. Glad to have you here and sharing your stories and music on the David Bowers Awards. And we're going to welcome back a guest who has done this more than once in the past, and we are so happy to have her back with us again. It's been quite a while since she joined us, all the way from Eau Claire, Wisconsin to Thousand Oaks, California. Now I believe she's calling Miami, Florida home, and uh, she has Quite a background. She has performed in the Pirates of Penzance. Uh, She's also uh, been in Greece, Lil Abner, King David, amazingly talented lady. Please welcome right now on the David Bowers Awards, Kim Cameron. And here she is with her first song called Simply Don't Give Me No. How are you guys doing? Doing just fine. Thank you. So happy to have you with us. It's been way too long. And I know I know from the music you've been putting out and the posts you've been putting online that you have not been sitting back idly. You've been keeping busy. You've got a lot of things going on. What have you been doing? Tell us about it. Bring us up to date. Wow.
4: Well, um, and I wish I could say I've been touring like crazy, but the pandemic has kind of killed touring for a little while. Uh, yes. So in, in the in between time, um, I just finished my first uh, full length feature animation film that's been, you know, uh, that I actually wrote and directed and produced, and it should be um, available for streaming in shortly. Um, we're we're in contract negotiations right now.
5: And And you will keep
4: us posted on that. Oh, yeah. So it's it's very exciting. It's already won um, like 32 different film festival awards. Uh, It's, it's, you know, one of those, you know, pride and joy kind of things. It's based off of my um, first children's book. I have a children's book um, series called Superpowers. And so one of the things I was able to do during the pandemic was even though it slowed me down, um, is really hunker down and get the movie done. And so we had a premiere last, uh, this past, um, April, which, um, was fantastic. It was like this great outdoor, you know, art gallery with this large backyard that we set up this outdoor screening, um, here in Miami. And, um, you know, that kind of kicked it off, and then we've just been shopping it around to the various networks, and we think we found a home, so um, then it goes out to the world, which will be, you know, just um, fantastic. Absolutely. So, you know, in between that, I have started writing the sequel for the second movie, and I'm getting close to that. I started that also at the beginning of the year, um, and as People know doing screenplays and doing screenplays for animation is quite long and tedious, and yes, uh, so that's absolutely. kind of. And then you know, when I um, need a distraction, of course, I still am, am uh, writing my electronic music. Um, so I've uh, released. You just, I just heard you play my newest uh, single, um, "Don't Give Me No," which is uh, charting on several um, charts right now, which uh, that makes me smile. Uh, so I released that along with some remixes, and then a couple months prior to that, I had released um, Show Me You Feel and a couple of remixes. So I have continued to write some, some new songs this year just to keep people every, people happy. But, um, you know, probably the third thing that I've been, or fourth if you're, you're counting, is, uh, you know, writing these um uh, children's songs uh, to go both with the movie and, and also with my, my children's book series. So. <gasps> well,
1: definitely <Is> <laughs> haven't been sitting around idle just passing time. As I congratulate you. Uh, that's a that's a full load for anyone. You definitely have to keep us posted about Superpowers when it's released so we can help spread the word around to our listeners. Love your new tune. We've watched you uh, kind of Adapt, and I think the versatility is great, especially in a competitive field such as music. Uh, the fact that you have you have gone from uh, well, I'm not sure what you did before. You were doing popular music. I know, uh, as we mentioned in the lead-in, that you've performed in several stage plays around the country, and uh, I commend you also on something that I wish I had done looking back. Always have things in your life you wish you had done differently. I wish I had gone and gotten uh, my degree in broadcasting. Uh, and I salute you for working in both broadcasting major and broadcast journalism. Tremendous accomplishment there. But you have gone from pop music. You've gone into other, I guess you'd call them subgenres. to where you are now doing uh, dance, electronic, house music. What, other than the demand and the marketing, what gave you the notion to do that?
4: Well, you know, I've always been, you know, I, I grew up with the Thompson Twins, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've always been into the, you know, at that time, they didn't call them electronic music, they just called them dance music, and so right. that's always been my my favorite, right? When you had China Crisis coming out there, it just gave me like the, the crazy, oh my gosh, this is, this is where I want to be. So uh, you know, it, it took me a while to find a producer that really understood the, the vision I, I had. And, and so that's part of it. Um, the other part is, you know, I'm a little bit of a serial songwriter, so there's a lot of times where I just don't feel like dancing. So, you know, I'll, I will write um, some other songs. In fact, this um, past month, I wrote my first rap song. Now, I didn't do the rap, but I wrote the song. And I, you know, having that ability to kind of cross um, genres also makes you a little bit more valuable in the film and uh, TV industry because Absolutely, I've had yes. a couple of films have contacts me, so I've written some songs for them. So it's... it's um, you know, once you get kind of, you've got the the artist side what I go out and tour, and then you've got the other side of how you make a living, which includes all all sorts of music and and different mm-hmm. tasks. <laughs> but I love it all.
1: Well, that it makes sense, and as I said, it just gives you job security in the in the old vernacular term. John Bon Jovi, you've been sitting there awful quietly, and I know you, you're just waiting for me to shut up and let you have a chance. So here you go your stage.
0: I know that eventually I'll I'll be able to get that wedge in there. Uh Kim, <laughs> hi. Welcome back. My gosh, it has been just way way too long since we've had you back on the show and uh, uh congratulations on uh don't give me no. Uh, that's just a just a phenomenally beautiful production uh that you've
1: done there. And
0: uh <laughs> I was just, just I guess listening in
1: the, to the conversation here. Can, I was going to say, in, in the vernacular, it's a banger.
0: <laughs> it is.
1: It definitely
0: is. You know, you were describing everything that's that's uh, that you've been doing, and and I just I wanted to congratulate you on figuring out something that mankind has been trying to figure out now for hundreds of years, and that is, you somehow managed to cram more hours into a 24-hour day and still get a few hours of rest. I don't know how you do that.
5: <laughs>
0: and I'd like to know your secret. Seriously, I think it's uh, it, it's, it's great what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I heard a rumor that uh, you're living in uh, Florida now.
4: Is that is rumor is correct? Yeah, I moved down to Florida about uh, six and a half years ago. I live right on Miami Beach. And, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in heaven. I mean, I'm, this is my home. I'm not, I'm not leaving. This is, you know, it's got this nice, you're on an island. You've got the island life situation going on. It's small enough that you, you kind of know everyone, but it's big enough because you got Miami right across the bridge. So you're not really lacking in, in any of the arts or entertainment. And it's, it's, um, and it's Florida. Florida is all about vacation and tourism. So sure. everybody's happy that comes down here. You know, everybody's smiling. And you've got because... you've got
0: the breeze. Yeah, you've got the breeze yeah. coming off the Gulf Stream, and and then back the other way over Biscayne Bay. Uh, you know, I'm right across the state from you. I'm just, I live in Naples.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, we are. We're neighbors. Yeah,
0: yeah we're neighbors. Homies. No, no, that's, yeah, homies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think, uh, seriously, I, I wanted to get back to uh, this song uh, that we just played for a minute or so, Don't Give Me No. Where does the title come from? What what does it imply?
4: Well, it's it's really a, I don't finish the, the sentence, right? So, and you can you can guess what the, the last word is on that, but um, it, it, you know it, it's a, a a woman who's frustrated because you know we get we get um, in places where life just just gets in, in our way and, and and distractions get in our way. So, woman's looking for her partner to be present, you know, at the time. You know, we're together. But be present with me, and he's really good at coming up. With a lot of excuses, well, I got to do this, I got to do that. I'm going to see my buddy. I'm going to, you know, and she just says, "Look, you know, we've got, we've got something here. We got passion. We've got, we've got fire. We've got, you know, but you're, you're not. You're missing it. You're like, you're, you're so distracted that you're missing what we can have. And so that's really the, the point of the, of the move, of the I should say,
0: following or story. That, you know, that, it's uncanny that you describe it that way. Um, you know, my wife and I have been, we've known each other 50 years. We've been married for 38 and a half years. And uh, when we were in, you know, our younger years, uh, I can remember, you know, being married was this new novelty but i still want to go hang with my friends i still want to go over to my buddy's house and maybe smoke a joint with them you know there's all these Mm -hmm. things that that you're used to doing but now your whole life has taken this sharp turn and you don't realize how much better it is and the great wonderful thing that you've done for yourself until maybe even as much as 10 or 15 years later. And and I tell you what, I thank God every day I did recognize that.
4: I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it, lyrically when I was putting this together, I had this messaging, the same messaging, but I was being too literal. And um, one of the, the approaches I took with this is take a step back and think if I were actually having this conversation I would be a little bit frustrated. So some of the lyrical content is, is to have that, a little bit of frustration and not complete sentences. And, and so you can almost feel the woman saying, geez, I can't, you're not understanding. You're not listening to me. Um, and that was the sense I was trained. I was kind of, really trying to go for a very darker love song than than a lot of the um, music I put out.
1: Yeah, a lot of your music has been very, very upbeat and, uh, even even to the point of inspiring. It, it is uh it is unusual to think of you doing a darker uh a darker message song. I did want to flash back on one thing you said that really intrigued me. Uh you were mentioning in in terms of your music and the dance music that you do that sometimes You don't want to dance. And I immediately thought what a great comeback tune that would be to the Bee Gees. I lost (laughs) it. It would have been a great comeback. I don't want to dance. (laughs) Listen, aside from what you've already done and do and don't want to do, what do you look forward to most? What do you want to do most with your career and perhaps be best remembered for?
4: Wow. Um, you know it, that one's hard. I mean, I would I would love to be known as a great songwriter, but now that I've gotten into film, you know, um, I I uh, I am just I'm I'm addicted. Very almost similarly to to the songwriting piece of it. Um, I guess if I had to choose, I'd say you know I want to be known as this you know very creative person who can. Take an idea and make it grow into beautiful flowers.
0: Good. When you when you w- when you make up a ballad, though, you know, there's got to be some kind of a formulaic type of thing going on in your head. You know, thinking to yourself, okay, I want to make a love ballad. You know, uh, two people fall in love and they go through the course of life together, and th- these bad things happen, these good things happen. Typical ballad, hey, typical content. How do you? as an artist, you know, as, as a creator of prose, put that together. So it's not just some tabloid and fluff that, you know, Joe and Josephine musician, uh, maybe putting together themselves.
4: I, I look at different relationships or different, um, times in, in relationships as part of the story. And sometimes those stories remind me of things, um, so, you know, back in um, 2015, I wrote this song about, it's called Rolling Stone. And it was all about how, you know, we put up these invisible walls to protect ourselves. And so the, 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 the ballad or dance song at um, Rolling Stone is, is all about how do we tear these down? And so I kind of look at um, and that's just one example of how I, I, I typically like to look at situations and relationships in, as they relate to something that is tangible that, that people can wrap their heads around. So if you look at, um, you know, for instance, a ballad, that um, a, a love song, I shouldn't say the word ballad, um, called uh, Want to Go. Well, it's it, it, um, all about how you're, you're emulating um, the first time you fall in love with the dolphins flying through the ocean. And for me, I think it's because a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around some of their feelings. They might be conflicted feelings or their new feelings or they're a little bit different than they're used to. And so, you know, to get my point across, I feel like, well, I need to pick something that people would understand and, and, you know, When you see a dolphin just jumping and leaping over, I mean, first thing you think is, I want to be a dolphin, right? I I, I want to feel that free. I want to feel that. And so that's kind of where I come from when I'm, I'm writing something. And if I can't visualize what a feeling looks like, I find that to be not only challenging for me, but it would be challenging for the listener to be able to relate to that story.
1: You've had a very remarkably varied career, and uh, in scanning through some of the things you've done, your accomplishments, and everything, uh, I'm really kind of blown away. And I would suggest that uh, any of our listeners who are interested, in, you know, who are into you and your music, I suggest you check out Wikipedia because they have an amazing summary of this lady's fascinating career. I was excited and fascinated, if I can overwork that word, uh, to find out that you had spent a couple of years in broadcast. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't work in Nebraska or Kansas, and you didn't work in upstate New York or Florida where I worked, so we never crossed paths. But what did you feel, what what did you get from your radio career, your broadcast career?
4: Oh, you know, I love radio. I, I think radio is um, I, I, it's a medium that that is, is just fun. And what goes on inside the radio booth is, is just, I, I don't know, I, I always had a great time um, because you're, it forces you to be creative. How do you talk to people and keep them interested when you can't see anybody and you can't hear anybody? And so it immediately makes you become animated. It makes you think outside of the box. And so I I always enjoyed radio uh, from that standpoint, and you always always got access to all this great new music. And so that was always fun. Oh, I haven't heard this song before. You know, they'd send you things. You know, all the labels would send you brand new songs, and so you kind of got the first blush at some of that. So I I enjoyed it.
1: I know John Ken as well. I, I completely relate and identify to that. That was one of the things that I always tried to do in my radio career was when I spoke to the microphone, I wasn't into a microphone. I was talking to that specific listener. I, I tried to create the impression that uh, whoever you were, if you were listening to me, I was talking to you. And, uh, yeah, you've absolutely got that. We thank you so much for sharing with us the one thing i have to request of you is please don't stay away so long we really enjoy having you here and you've definitely got much to share including the music we're going to play another track right now thank you so much again kim for joining us keep in touch let us know what's going on so that we can help share the word and we look forward to talking to you again real soon
4: thanks guys
1: you're welcome ladies and gentlemen Kim Cameron, no better day than today. How appropriate. them today. Her name is Kim Cameron and we were so excited to have her back here on the show. Also excited to have the Rockin' Davy Williamson. We thank you both so very much for sharing time with us today, sharing your story and we thank you, our listeners, for listening today and every day we're on because without you, there would not be an us. John Bon Jovio, I think it's time you take us home.
0: Yes, sir. Great show today. Thank you folks for being with us. And thank you for taking another hour out of your life and spending it with us here at the David Bowers Awards. You know, we never take you for granted. And we are grateful for each and every one of you. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. We are available for free on most of the major streaming services and including now the new podchaser.com forward slash the David Bowers. Follow the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the usual places. And join us for next week's show of the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFC FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. That, of course, being Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week for the David Bowers and all of our uh, crew of slightly off-center people, uh, this is the legendary and sometimes lovable John Bon Jovi saying, uh, be good to each other. Uh, Support your local radio station, WRSC. These guys are great. We love having you as listeners. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.